0: If you learn to write in a systematic, organized way, beginning with dictated content, the whole complexity of the process is simplified and becomes manageable and not overwhelming.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, Hi everyone, as you may have heard, this week we're switching it up a bit and are playing for you the audio portion of one of our IEW webinars. Today's episode is part two of that webinar. So if it sounds a bit like you're jumping into the middle of a conversation, well, it's because you are. And like we do for each podcast recording, we'll post any links or websites mentioned at IEW.com slash podcast. Enjoy. All
0: right, so let's think a little bit together here. Let's think of a subject. So, I need you all to type in some kind of subject that we could possibly write about or at least make an outline about tonight. And we don't want to be too heavy solving global warming or bringing in world peace or defeating corrupt government. Let's think of something maybe easy. Light, maybe something like, I don't know, post-it notes or fountain pens or insurance, auto insurance cards that you have to be sure to put in your car for your wife before the old one expires. (laughs) Chickens. That's a good one. Now, Miriam, that is an interesting one, why dogs are better than cats, and it would lend itself very well to a demonstration of the persuasive essay model. But for tonight's reason, rather than getting into a thing with a thesis or an argument or a question to be answered, let's let's start at the simple level and just say what's a, a, a subject that we could we could talk about. Michael says standing desks, because he is a big proponent of standing desks, making me feel guilty every time I sit down. Rain, that's kind of a big one. Straws. Oh, Carol. Drinking straws. Now, I have never done that. I mean, I've done almost anything you can think of. Yellow stickies. I've done pocket lint. I've done weight watching paint dry. I've done paper clips, but I have never done drinking straws. So since there's many good suggestions, I'm just going to go ahead and say, well, that is something that I think we all have some experience with. And so we can probably all participate, whereas other people may or may not know about incubating chicken eggs or I mean, people in Phoenix don't even know what it means to have winter waiting for it to be over. They're probably waiting for summer to be over, I guess. So let's go with drinking straws. This should work well for our purposes. Well, yeah, I I mean, are you in Phoenix, Joanne? Because last time I was Phoenix, it was the middle of winter. It was 81 degrees outside, and everybody was saying... This is not good. This is too warm for this time of year. So I'm not sure. I'm curious now to find out where where you actually are. You slept in a snow fort last week at the Family of Six. Well, you're definitely not in Phoenix. All right. Drinking straws. Okay, so now the next step. We have to list potential topics. So what are some things about aspects of or topics pertaining to drinking straws this thinking skill is often called division and included as one of the common topics of Aristotle in terms of how do you think about various things in various ways so this is the first one And really, this is the door through which you must pass. If you you can do this, everything else becomes easier. If not, you're kind of dead in the water. Okay, Michelle has got us. We've got paper or plastic. So that's a good topic to start with. Bendable, ooh, like the little accordion thingies. Bendable straws. Ah, yeah, for spitballs. That kind of gets us into uses for straws, because there's there's probably the normal uses and the not so normal uses. Uh spoon straws for smoothies, right? Something like that. Alright. There's you're you're kind of all giving me types. A little more general of just things about them. Colors, there you go. Colors. I love how Joanne's Canadian spelling came through there, being from near Toronto or Detroit. The beautiful British OU. Love that. Alternate uses. Okay, so we got uses and then alternate uses. All right. Washable. Okay. Washable. Washability. We could change that into a noun. Sometimes it, it works well if you can get your your possible topics into noun form. Materials that would be up with paper and plastic, so I'll just add that too, because someone had said you can have read. Okay, okay, you're thinking ahead there, Karen. That's good. Okay, well we've got uh, three, four, five, six. I've got seven, and that's plenty because we really only need three. So the ones I've written down are basically paper, plastic, or material. Then there's bendability. Then uses spoon and smoothies colors there's alternate uses and washability so that's good now we get to choose three so what i usually do is have the kids you know circle the three that they think would go together the best so if we're gonna go for three or five paragraphs we would choose three if we were going for only two paragraphs We would only choose two. So I'm guessing you're all going to want to, for sure, have alternate uses. I guess uses, non-alternate uses, there, there could still be a good number of those. Maybe we could put bendable and spoon, we could put that together and call it variations. Maybe that would, variations on straws. And then I guess material probably has to go. Paper, plastic, or if there's any other material. Yeah, aesthetics, that would be a good one too. That would, that you could kind of combine colors and sizes and shapes with aesthetics. Yeah, lots of ways to go. Okay, so what I've circled here is materials, variations, and alternative uses. All right, so now we would start in our plan. And I'm just doing this on this paper, kind of like I would do it on a whiteboard with a group of students. I would probably say, OK, what should we do first? Probably the material. That makes sense, probably in the order we thought of it. So material. And I'm going to put a space, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, We could go maybe six if we wanted. I'm going to put the word clincher below that so that we know this is going to be a body paragraph with a clincher. Then I'm going to put a Roman numeral three and variations. And one, two, three, four, five. Clincher. And I'm running out of space. Oh, no. So Roman numeral four. And we would have, uh, what was it? Alternative uses. And I'm gonna have to write small. I often do this, I I front load my board space. Don't think ahead well enough. Okay, so I'll have to squeeze a five and a six maybe over on the side. But It'll all come out in the wash. All right, now y'all help me here because the next thing to do, uh, oh, we've chosen the number needed. And so we want to outline each of the topics by asking the questions. So, no, Gretchen, here's what's happening. I'm writing on a piece of paper, and I'm going to scan it in, and I'm going to upload it, and then you can see what I've written. But you're supposed to imagine what I'm doing, or maybe do it yourself on a piece of paper. Anytime we've tried to use the actual draw function in these things, it... Uh, always bogs it down. Sometimes it shuts down the whole system, makes a mess for everybody. So this seems to be the, the low tech way, seems to be the best way to use high tech in this case. All right, so what are some of the questions? Do you remember the chart of questions? Let me zip back to that. There we go. So here's the chart of questions. We've got the who, what, where. We've got the why, when, how. Those are the big six. Okay. Then we've got the sensory questions. What do you see, hear, feel, smell, taste? I'm writing these on my whiteboard right now. And maybe sense, like a sixth sense. And then you've got your judgment questions, best, worst, problems, Solutions, uh, value, significance, meaning, wax philosophical. Okay, so there we go with the questions. I got it on the whiteboard. I hope you've got it on yours. Let's go back to the process. We are topics. We've chosen three. The first one was material. The second was variations. The third was alternative uses. So now you help me here if, if you can possibly join in type in some information about the material so let's look and say okay what are the possible materials well okay we had paper what can you say about paper straws paper straws are they get squishy they get they get soggy soggy squishy and they're pretty rare too i I don't can't remember the last time i have had paper straw okay so then unbreakable plastic I guess that would be hard plastic where do you usually find hard plastic straws hard plastic Amazon yeah you find anything water water bottles baby bottles they kind of sometimes come as a fixture on bottles is there any advantage to the hard plastic straw as opposed to a disposable plastic straw Okay, washable. So hard plastic is washable. It uh, doesn't break very easily or bend, which means that the toddler can get the liquid out of the bottle safely without getting frustrated by a bent-up straw. Ooh, heart-shaped straw. Yes, crazy straws. I forgot all about that. I used to have some as a kid. Crazy straws shaped like a heart. I think my mom even found one that was shaped like a treble clef because I was a violinist. And so that was kind of fun. A treble clef shaped straw. What other shapes might be fun to have? got a heart. I got a treble clef. A spiral. There you go. Oh, yes, I do see that Sarah has brought up a point asking herself, Are there any problems with crazy straws? And the problem is, of course, they are hard and tedious to wash. And so we generally default to the good old disposable plastic. Sometimes with little bendy things, little accordion things, so we don't crunch our straw and can't get our drink out. And sometimes with a spoon, a spoon tip. So I just draw a little spoon tip. Okay, so we've got six details. Do you think we could go on? Do you think we could, you know, do more? Uh, probably so, but we have to limit because. We've got two more paragraphs and we've got more topics here. So we kind of got into that already, didn't we? The variations. I don't think this went very well. Well, we almost already did the variations. So I'm going to pull a quick one here. I'm going to change our first topic to material and variations. And then I'm going to grab some other topic, which would be, let's see, what could we go with? Normal uses, normal uses of straws. Okay, so one question we could ask there then is where do we normally find straws? We have smoothies, talked about that. Restaurants, bars for mixed drinks, although we probably have fewer people here would go there. Oh, that's a good one, Miriam. If kids are sick, they're stuck in bed. I remember that too, because you can't really drink out of a cup if you're half lying down. So that's a good one. Sick in bed, kind of at a 45 degree angle. Traveling in the car, excellent. That's uh, Those are some good ones. That's when it, it protects from a spill that you could normally, have to clean, you could kind of cleaning it up. Aha, oh, protect your mouth so you don't have to put on your mouth on a questionable glass rim, ha. Juice boxes, there's another one. They come with straws attached. And I tell you, there's a real problem if your straw gets disconnected from your juice box. Because if you lose it, You're never going to get the juice out without making horrific mouths. It's going to drip all over your face and down your neck and into your collar. And you're going to be just miserable and frustrated. Okay, well, I think we can go with that. Smoothies, shakes, restaurants, bars, sick bed, travel car, spilled juice boxes. Okay, alternative uses. What would be some great ones? I think we had spit wads. That's going to be the most popular. Uh, particularly among boys blow bubbles there we go both the appropriately and inappropriately blowing paint. oh paint paint yes you can do art and you can blow the paint around in circles i might actually be good at that because i'm really full of hot air ah science experiments science experiment what kind elaborate just a little bit there carol What kind of science experiments would best go? Cartesian divers, not, not quite sure. I'm glad you know what that is. Okay, chemical reaction, okay, oh, building stuff. So there's structures, you can build structures. You can make, you can fold into bracelets. Yeah, there you go. Maybe you could even hide under the stream, breathing through the stream, cut up into beads. Ah, catapult. She's got boys. Oh, too much richness, too much richness. All right. So we got a whole lot of options here. So give me a second here. Clean the sink. How do you clean the sink? Oh, sorry, you have girls, but they like to, they would do catapults too. That's great one thing that i often find that people discover is when you first start this process you're kind of thinking how in the world are you gonna write you know five paragraphs about straws or toothpicks or paper clips or pocket lint okay there we go so that's kind of what my whiteboards would have looked like probably the the top half would have been the first part of the process and then i would have erased that and i would have tried to create the bottom half with the outline of the body paragraphs on one side and then the outline uh, or the uh, question words on the other so that they are right present you want those question words to be just on the tip of the tongue tip of the brain of the students so hopefully you all had that in your mind or maybe you were following along on a piece of paper but, you know, once you've got this done, man, the rest of it's just like fun. You just play with it and you, you don't have to obey facts. You can, If you're into decorations at all, you can go crazy, you know, with some of the, you know, similes and alliteration and, you know, the fun stuff that you may or may not have got to yet this year, but you certainly will next year. So I'm going to take that down now and stop sharing and just keep going here, write the body paragraphs, and then we would create the keyword outline and write the conclusion and write the introduction. So the length, of course, as I said, is variable. Here are some, here's another little overview of a slide so you can see how this works. If you just have one paragraph, your subject is your topic. So football, or my dog, or Narnia, or, Lake Michigan or Mars or, you know, whatever the kids think they know something about. You have one paragraph, one subject. Once you have two paragraphs, then you have a division. You have that first step of division. And you don't even have to make a long list of possible topics. You just divide it in two. So football, okay? Uh, Football equipment, football rules. Or football practice, football games. Or my dog. Great things about my dog, not so great things about my dog or ballet, you know, ballet practice, ballet performance, or the ballet studio, the ballet teacher, right? So anything the child has experience or interest in, they could divide into two things. One of the things I like to do is have them write about a place. So they very specifically have to choose a place. It can be big, it can be small, it can be something they know really well, it can be something that they just imagine. And then they find three, you know, two, two aspects of that place. And that works pretty well. If you go with three, then you have a division of three topics. So you need at least three on your list. If you've got more, for five or six, then you can choose the best three. And that often goes together. So Joanna, probably not going to do it. Although, you know, you could probably type one out yourself because straws, okay. You need an attention getter for straws. Maybe some onomatopoeia slurp, slip, slosh. The straw in the mouth brings the fluid inside. I don't know. I, I'm not too good at thinking up these things on a question. You don't the, you don't really have to ask a lot of questions to come up with the content because you're giving background information. So I guess questions for the introduction Oh, Julie, there you go. Happiness is a sip away. You know, the question for the introduction is, what's the background information that would orient people toward these two uh, or toward these three topics that you've got? I would refer you, Joanne, and we're going to run out of time here. But if you wanted to, you know, talk more, you could call one of our team and talk it through. Or I would refer you to the student samples in the seminar workbook. That, that is some of the best way to get ideas on how to teach this, is to look and see what other people have done in compositions like that. Uh, that would be the best thing. But the questions would be, you know, after you get the attention getter, what's some of the background information that you didn't already write into the body paragraphs? And then you just make a statement, you know, one for each topic or put all three into one and send the reader into the content so you know practice writing this yourself Joanne if you haven't done the unit 7 practicum from the TWSS maybe that's the best place to start is you know study it a little bit try one yourself and I think then you'll you'll get the hang of it and be a lot more confident in helping your students to do that as well so as I said if you get into uh, five subjects now you got three topics introduction conclusion six introduction conclusion and if you want to go beyond that we'll go beyond that next month in unit eight Uh, Miriam the TWSS is the teaching writing structure and style which is the flagship product we have it's pretty much where we suggest everyone begin their path with the uh, IW writing system we are a little different in that unlike some publishers or curriculum companies that sell things for you to buy and give to your kids, we, our main goal is to educate you, to educate you so that you can then teach your children better. Uh, and then everything else we sell is peripheral. Oh yeah, okay, so you started it, awesome. You know, some people around here call it the twists, but I really don't like that, however. You know, T-W-S-S, that's five syllables, I guess, twist wins. Okay, a couple announcements here, and and we'll wrap it up in a few minutes. This is our, uh, I don't know if we say annual, uh, we would say, I think it's the second time. Julie, is it the second time or third time we've done this? I don't remember. Third, okay, so I guess it does become annual if you do it a third time. Our uh, writing contest, and we would love to have your students join in. Level A, which is grade three to five. The length target is one to three paragraphs. And the question is, how can you help people in your community? The level B, which would be your grade five, six, seven, six to to eight middle school, basically. The target length would be three to five paragraphs. And that would be, what could you do to help people that are hurting because of natural disasters? And then the level C, uh, would be a little more sophisticated form of the same possible idea is uh, what can you do to generate community involvement in solving these problems. So it's probably going to be a first-person essay. I, I think that would be okay if students said, you know, especially at the level A and B, what I would do, you know, I would like to be able to, you know, And I, I don't know. You'll have to help them brainstorm some stuff. So, the deadline to enter is April thirtieth. We have prizes. If you click on that link, you'll see how much money we're giving away. And it goes right with Unit Seven, as Joanne noted. You may certainly do a little bit of research in the process of writing this essay. It's, it's primarily Unit Seven, but you are not in any way limited, or you know, prevented. Uh, from going and getting information if that helps you uh, propose your plan that you would have to help people. So, you know, I'm thinking if someone had a okay, here's one thing that I could do. Now go into the three aspects of that thing. How would I prepare to do it? How could I implement it? And then what would be, the results of doing it so yep click on the link and you can see the details very very quickly I you know we go over this ad nauseum I think people start dropping like flies when we do it again minimum rule for dress ups each one you've taught in every paragraph indicator underline the sentence openers minimum rule each one in every paragraph as possible so you know only the ones you've learned once you learn them all Then you would have all of them if you had six sentences in that paragraph. If you had more than six sentences, you would not have more than two of the same in a row. So those are our rules to create and maintain variety. Decorations, once you've learned it, you use it. Once you know them all, you'd have a different one in each paragraph, and you can put those in italics if you're typing, or just write DEC in the margin, which is a little bit clearer and easier. Techniques are dripped in as they become easy, and so as you saw this little chart before, the speed could differ depending on the age and aptitude of your students. There would be an example of a slower scale. That's probably about the scale that we would be doing with our group A class, and this might be a much faster scale you could be doing with a second or third year student or advanced high school students or whatnot always better to go to err on the side of being too slow than too fast all right all that advice and here you get to have a link to our magnum opus magazine Uh, we have a print issue that is mailed if you did not get one or want to get some more? You can request some. We'll be happy to send them to you. We will have them at conferences all over the place, and then of course you can see the monthly issues on the website. I don't see any more questions. Hope you got our new magalog with that good-looking family. Um, they uh, live right near us here in Tulsa, and been super helpful and love IEW, and we also have, of course, the podcasts, of which we are on the hundred-and-somethingth episode. I don't even know how many there are. The webinars we'll be doing, the next one, well, Julie, you missed that one, because it isn't January 29th, that's for sure. Uh, We are working so hard, and Julie wears so many hats that a typo from her is... Uh, Very easily overlooked. The next one will be, she'll get you the date in just a minute, but about a month from now, and it will be Unit 8, not Unit 6. Then we've got our blogs. We've got our forum. We've got our e-newsletter and the MO. So there you go. Thank you all so very much for joining, uh, joining us tonight. And again, if any more questions come up, we have the world's greatest customer service staff. And if they can't answer it, they'll send it on to our 911 team, which is very experienced homeschool moms and teachers. And if they can't answer, they'll kick it up the the ladder until, uh, worst case scenario, you get another answer from me. But I think you must all be doing great. Keep up the good work. Do not grow weary in doing good. And we'll see you on the road. Oh, I'm going to be, just in case you are anywhere near where I'm going to be. March 8 9 10 South Carolina Greenville Spartanburg for the GHC next week Fort Worth Texas 15 16 17 for the GHC I'll be in Langley British Columbia on March 23rd so that's a special little trip be doing some student workshops in Southern California Ontario area out there somewhere not not in LA but uh, outside uh, April 5 6 7 and then quickly out to Cincinnati for the Great Homeschool Conference. Wisconsin is back on the map. I'm very excited about this. Their their state has suffered kind of a collapse of the state organization and the conference. And we're trying to, uh, I'm trying to be a part of a team that's revitalizing Wisconsin. And then first weekend in May is uh, Oklahoma, our home home state here. Then you won't see me for a long time because I'm going to go to the global home education conference in St. Petersburg in Moscow and go straight from Moscow over to Chengdu, China to help some homeschooling expat families who live over there doing some ministry work and whatnot, Idaho in May, Virginia, California, Washington, El Paso. St. Charles, Missouri, finishing up in Modesto, California, and then I collapse for a week before heading off to New Zealand. So it's a big trip for big international year for, for me this year, and I hope I'll see many of you at the conference. God bless you, and let's get our respiki music rolling.